So let me just open my Bible today. Addition six. Agabita. KJV said, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Say, Bear ye one another's burden, burdens, and so fulfill the law. Of Christ. Verse 3 says, For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceived himself. Okay, so that's it for that. Uh, let me try and see another translation. I think that, is, that should be NIV, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. Yes, so I will. With it in NIV, there's a part that I need to come on. He said, brothers and sisters, if if someone is caught in a sin, you will live by the spirit. Should you restore that person gently? So in that is in NIV. And the word I'm picking up is they say, you will live by the spirit. Should you restore that person gently? So we see here that. Okay, so he said, you will live by the Spirit. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm using one phone, so I'm using... So you will live by the Spirit. Should we start that person gently? In KJV, he says that you which are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of meekness. So uh, one thing I started with is that... I'm talking about burden bearers, that's kingdom burden bearers. And so that's what the Lord laid in my mind when I was reading the scripture. And when I read this scripture, this Galatians 1 to 3, as I was reading it, a picture was shown to me. And the scripture, the picture that was shown to me was when was was what happened between Jesus and his disciples at Gethsemane. And that is what we'll see in the second scripture, which is um, Matthew 26 from 36 to 44. So I will, when we get there, I will explain more about what I'm trying to say. So when I read this scripture, that was what came to mind, this picture that came to mind and the understanding I got. So it's about burden bearers and how to undo it and how to go about it. So I was start with what he said. He said, one of the attributes of a burden bearer is that he or she must see beyond the physical 
or what we call the obvious, like that which is obvious. Do we get like when situation happen, there's there's an obvious situation, you understand that you can just say that no, this is wrong. And actually, yes, it is wrong. Do you get you understand? So that is so obvious, you understand. But one thing about boarding bearers is that what they must see beyond the physical obvious, but probe the spirit. Now, there's something about them is that they just don't stay at the obvious. That is that they probe the spirit. That is when giving room, what you felt at first is not wrong. Do we get what I'm trying to say? So it's not that it's wrong, but yes, after that, you don't, you try to see what the Lord has to say or what he, he will want you to do in order to, 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 to help out in that situation. So that's why I say that as a burden bearer, one of that is that you must see beyond the obvious but probe the spirit. And the scripture that came to my eye was, could you not watch with me for just one hour? And that is the statement of Jesus in Matthew 26, I think verse 43 or, or so. You understand? That was Jesus' statement when he came and met his disciples sleeping, when he told them to watch, to watch for him for an hour. So the first thing he said when he came back and he was because he could you not work with me for just one hour. So that was it. And I said something that as a burden bearer, you understand, we might have started on the note of that which is obvious, or we might have started on the note of that which we feel, you understand, that you know, in situations you, you feel this is wrong, this is right, you understand. But ends or by the side of the spirit. Now, that's something that in the end, the body bearer must learn how to what? end up by the side of the spirit, not ending with what we feel or what is obvious. Do we get, after we might have talked the first thing, we, we might have said something, we might have, but don't stop there. And see that, I said that, but by the side of the spirit, which might align now is two things. When we are ending up by the side of the spirit, when we are trying to give room for, okay, let's see what God will want us to, how God will want us to do this thing now, after we have made like some form of correction, do we get? So, and when we are at the side of the spirit, I said that which might align. Sometimes it may align. It might be what you feel that which is obvious that the Lord will say, "Okay, it is this this same thing." So continue. So your decision is right. Please, I hope we get what I'm trying to say. So yes. Okay. So I say which might align perfectly well. Like sometimes when you want to end up by the side of three, it might align perfectly well with what we've observed in the first stand, with what we feel about that situation, about that relationship, about whatever it is you get, or might be the opposite. The reason why we can't afford as a body barrier of kingdom is that we can't afford to, to dwell on that which is obvious or that which is, is physical, that, that which we feel is that when we allow the Holy Spirit again to understand, when we probe in the Spirit to know what God, God is saying, it might be that it aligns with what we feel, or sometimes it might be opposite. 
And we will see this in the book of Matthew when Jesus was talking with them. So sometimes it might be obvious. So that's it for that. So uh, the for this for Galatians 6 1, the part that said that um uh, Hello. Yeah, please go on. Okay. 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 So for the part that said that ye which are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of meekness. That's KJV. In NIV, it says that you will live by the spirit. We should restore that person gently. Now, what does it mean that you will live by the spirit? I said, living by the spirit is not positional gifted. Let's take note of the things. So living by the spirit is not positional gifted. It is not about our leaders in so-called, like being a pastor. So you expect that the pastor is living by the spirit. No. That was what the Lord said. Living by the Spirit is not positional gifted. It's not about the position that the person is holding. Though actually, actually in the old church settings, we could say that those that that lead them, they were leaders that that led by the Spirit. Because why? If you see how they were chosen in in the old, in the first church, you see that they say that they were men that is full of the spirit. That is, there are some recommendation that is so like, like, like in the end that you just know you get among you people. They will say that among you people choose. So the criteria for choosing leaders back then is not based on who has money. I don't know, maybe you get what I'm saying, or is is purely based on spiritual aspect and what people can testify to that you know, we know this brother. With there's nothing you can, it's just do you get so the person is living that life not because he wants to live in the first stand, he has seen it as a life and is living it. So when the opportunity comes for leadership to occur, the person was called into it. But this is one of the issues that the church is having nowadays, and that's why we have to be careful as followers to that's why our salvation is personal. You must take up your your salvation this personally and seriously with yourself because if you are thinking that oh okay I'll just go to church whatever my pastor tells me whatever my subject tells me no I'm not castigating the pastor please I'm just saying that we ought to be careful in the times and this that we are in so living by the spirit is not positionally gifted but a decision one makes a decision. So anybody that is making that decision is the person that can be said that, that is living, that lives by the Spirit. I said, not every believer lives by the Spirit. And that's why he said today that you who lives by the Spirit should restore the person, the one that has gone off. The one that has gone off has not lived by the Spirit. That means the one who went off wherever it is, are not lived by the spirit. So you that have chosen to live by the spirit and you can sense it. You know, sometimes there's some decision that is being made 
and they've heard that oh, we are making this decision. It's like the body of Christ. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you think that well, it's okay. It's our leaders. Our leaders. So we should go. No. The truth is that you will live by the Spirit if you notice this, and God is speaking to you. But there's a key. He said that you should restore them gently. So he said, I said, not every believer lives by the Spirit yet, yet. And that might include our leaders. I put it there. So you those who's living there as a responsibility. That's something. That's why I said that it's about burden bearers, it's kingdom burden bearers. So it's not as if that you are looking for fault up and down. No. I'm saying that you will live. There's a keyword that is living by the spirit. Is that you when you are doing this consciously. The Lord Himself will, will be telling you things, will be revealing things to you. You can't be in a place and in a kingdom, as I'm saying, kingdom, something, something's going on. There's a way that the, the Holy Spirit will minister to you for you to know that this thing is not really right. It's not really right. This decision is not really right. That is not really. So I, I, I hope we get, we get this thing. I'm sure that it must have occurred to us one way or the other. So it says, so, so you would do as a responsibility, probe all spirit and know which is true. Now, this is a scripture that, that we have to say, it's what probe all spirit. If we are even told that we should probe all spirit and know that which is true, then how much more can't we say that we are probing this uh, some decisions that we feel that some like our leaders are making your son leaders make or someone that I, I don't know your friend or somebody spiritually i understand that means we are not meant to just accept everything that is being thrown to us as believer no if we that to prove our spirit how much more can we probe men in court that said they're living by the spirit. So there is a, as a burden bearer, these are things that occur to us one way or the other. So, and he said that what to restore the next word, he says, so I've explained the one that you will live by the spirit. So I've explained that part. So now he said that restore them gently. Now, I was not trying to look at it, restore, restore. When I check the root word, understand of restore, like what does it mean? I said, I said, in God restorative endeavor since the fall of man. That's what I'm trying to say. God has been trying to restore man back again. Now there's a key word: you who live by the Spirit, you who is a burden bearer of the kingdom, is the what God Himself is. He, as a bank on the restoration of man since the fall of man. So you who is a burden bearer of a kingdom, you will by the spirit. There's no how that this restoration stuff will not be part of what is in you. I'm saying that if truly we live by the spirit, there's this part of restoration that is in us. That, that is the burden that you can't bear to see things going on wrong. There's this part of it that I want to, like, Father, is there no way that we can restore this? Yes, I feel that this is one good. I don't know, maybe we get these things happen. What is that restoration is part of what God is doing. And as a burden bearer, this is part of what we live by. Too. There's a, there's this, this, 
this desire, there's this, I, I don't know how to put it, just trying to restore things whenever you feel that this thing is not right. But how is how has God been restoring mankind? Is the first question we need to ask ourselves. And as I'm saying that this, because if we don't understand, then we might think that the way to restore sometimes is by how we how we feel sometimes is by what is obvious, is by a method that we are used to know. When I was told to check the root word, I saw that it has different meanings at different times. The word restore is not the same thing that God used, but it is the same thing he's doing. I, I, I don't know. He's restoring, but he's restoring, but he's not using the same. Sometimes he will use the word adjust. It's this restore. All what he's doing is to restore man back. Sometimes he will use the word frame. I don't know. So, okay. I'm just continuing with what I, I, I wrote down. I said, that, I said that since the fall of man, God has been trying to restore man back. The word restore was applied several ways in the Bible as, they, as it deems fit in every situation. This is one of the things that we need to be careful about. How we restore matters a lot as a burden bearer. Because there's that tendency in us as a burden bearer to not want to restore. But how you restore matters. That is why we don't stay with that which is obvious. We probe the spirit. We allow. We wait. We ask him. Yes, this is what something, but is there anything else? Is there more to it? Is there a way to go about it? Because we're trying to restore. So he said that the word restore was applied several ways in the Bible as it didn't fit in every situation. And I'll start mentioning the the other word that was used for restored, like the synonyms of restore. He said adjust, frame, fitted, perfect. Mend, you see it. Mend, prepare, repair. These are words that is in line with restore, and God was using them as a dim fit in every situation. I said, so why trying to restore? It is imperative that after we might have started with the way that first came to us, that means that which is obvious, we should also be conscious afterwards of other ways the Holy Spirit might want us to continue using, might want us to continue using afterwards. Hello. Hi, we're here. Okay, please. Hope we understand, Michelle, so far. I do. Please, if you don't, okay, please, if you don't, just try and call my attention, please. I'm just trying to explain what, what how I understand this. Do we get so, sometimes it's, it's hard, but, but Lord is helping us. So I, I said, note, we can start something in the spirit and end up in flesh. That is another kitty. We might start something in the spirit and we end up in flesh. Like the first, yes, your first reaction is right. This thing is wrong. Yes, something is wrong. Yes, it, it, you are right, it's wrong. But afterwards, how you undo it in the end, you may end up in flesh. If care is not taken. I said, why? I said, because of the nature of our art. Why is this possible? It is the same act, our heart as a human being. It is in. It is the same act that we have our emotions. We have everything that has to do with us. 
our emotions, our will, our it is in this same act that the spirit and the flesh they are always at war. So there's this tendency you may start in the spirit, this flesh, this side of this nature of sin will not immediately notice it. He will raise up his own air too. He will want to like like intervene. How do I put it? He will want to um, like uh, how do we call when when something is happening and you're trying to do something and you didn't call the person Pope knows or how do I just put it? You start Pope knows immediately whatever you want to do. You want to reap a harvest from what you want to do, also. Yes, yes, reap a harvest. Like if you don't call somebody to, 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 to put their mouth in a, in a discussion and they kind of put their mouth in it. I forgot saying how they put yeah, intrude. Pope knows or... intrude. Hey, yeah, thank you. That's what they intrude. You understand? Immediately the is up there. So it's the same art. Why I said because of the nature of our art. Remember, our art houses a lot of things which are still in the process of being perfected. We to ourselves, we are still work at art. And so I say, so both the good and the bad resides in our hearts, and both are looking for means, opportunity of showcasing itself at any given opportunity. It, it is the same way whenever we want to go wrong, the Holy Spirit will not just keep quiet, will not just fold his hand, it will quickly call our attention to it. So, so I said, one key way to fulfill the perfect. Okay, yeah. So that's it for um, the part of restore there. So uh, is there something here again that I would like to explain? Uh, so in, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. In verse 2, in, in, in Galatians 2, he said, Bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So I want to try to explain this word to the instant. And so fulfill the law of Christ. So a burden bearer, when we are burden bearers, when we do this in the right way, we find out that we fulfill the law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? We all notice is what is love the love Christ is love the Lord of God with all your heart with all your soul with all your spirit with all your mind and love your neighbor so as the burden bearer if we bear this burden in the right way by the spirit we find that naturally that we produce love because <laughs> bearing burden takes a lot of sacrifice being a burden bearer of the kingdom and that is one symbol of love you sacrifice the love there are some things that it doesn't even affect you, but being a burden bearer, you just start feeling it and love is calling your attention to it. That this thing is not something I needed to inter intervene in any way. It might be through prayer, it might be reward. Might... So these are part of the thing. So I said, one key way to fulfill the perfect law of Christ is by being a burden bearer. Because it is said here, it is, it is written, he said that bear you one another body and so fulfill the law of Christ. So one key way to fulfill the perfect law of Christ is by being a burden bearer. This is one key thing to watch out for in any God-given relationship. And what I got from this one is that in any God-given relationship, irrespective of the relationship, marital, friendship, so 
wherever we want as i'm talking to kingdom people please bear in mind so that that's the way i see us and that's what i'm trying to say is that we must watch out for this the person must be somebody that can be a burden that can be a burden is if you meet such person it's it's a plus for us it's a plus so i see someone who is not a body bearer can't love and for me i believe so because they say that this when you do this you will fulfill so if you don't do this that means you won't fulfill so someone that is a burden bearer so someone who is not a burden bearer can't love and when i say can't love i'm talking about the love of the love that christ demands us i'm not talking about this love of feeling the love that is demanded from most of christ they say once you think yourself special you can't be a burden bearer that is one thing a burden bearer doesn't see himself as special once you start feeling special you start wanting attention to yourself you want to be the one this you want to be the one this you want you can't you can't be a burden bearer you know? and you can't love as christ ordained us to do because all the focus will be on me 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 a burden bearer doesn't really think about himself that much most times most times said so the art of praying yeah now there's another thing so the art of praying doesn't make us doesn't make one a burden bearer now that somebody so if a burden bearer is, is maybe that maybe you're a prayer warrior no not all prayer warriors are burden bearers sorry the art of praying i said the art of praying doesn't make us a burden bearer because there might be an interior motive to that now there may be interior motives to that and i've seen this at, at work and we've seen this i'm very sure in several places i said but being a burden bearer will make you an intercessor the difference is that being a burden bearer will make you an intercessor but the act of praying doesn't make you a burden bearer so uh, that's it for this galatians one two three what i got so now i will not go to the end uh, to matthew 26 36 to 44 and try and explain to us with what happened between jesus and his disciples on the matter of Gethsemane how he was and what happened there in re relationship to what we're talking about please hope we all get me up to this point here please please are you with me hello yes we're with you okay 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 so let's go to the book of Matthew 26, 36 to 44. I want to open the Matthew 26, 36. Okay. 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 
Matthew 26, 36 to 44. So now read now. I'm reading from MKJV. I said, then comment Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, sit here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Verse 40. And he commented unto the disciples and find them asleep and said unto Peter, What? What could you not watch with me for one hour? Verse 44, verse 41. Say, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh my father, if this cup may not pass, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it. Thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying, saying the same words. Okay, so let me try and explain it in relationship to what we're talking about, about burdens. Okay, so I said, we see Jesus with his disciples going to a place. This was what was taking place from the beginning of 1936. Going to a place called Gethsemane. I said, this place has, what we're talking about places, is, is, and what else we was telling me that, instead, like, it's like in the Old Testament, instead, there is the outer court. There's the inner court, and there's the what the holies of holies. That are the three places that we have, and it is just the same thing too. In the for us as believers, there's outer court, there's inner court, and there's the holies of holies. That's the journey that we we are we embark on spiritually whenever we are engaging in with with the Father. Some people are, are the outer courts as believers. Some people get to the inner court, and some people sometimes get to the holies of holies. So I said, this place has three dimensions, the outer court, inner court, and the holies of holies. So we see Jesus with his disciples going to a place, you understand? I said, but on getting there, on getting there, they got to his place, Jesus told them, sit. Yeah, he told all of them. And it, the Bible said that he went further. As he went further, he took Peter and two sons, that's James and John, if I'm not mistaken. He took them. They went further. They left the other people. And what we're seeing here is that when 
Jesus was carrying a burden on his shoulders. He was carrying a burden. So he got to a point, he left some people, he took out of them, went further with other three. And we'll see that, that after he got further with other three, he, he left them to there. Then he went for that. So that, as I'm saying, is that there are that the three dimensions that happens that we have. I said, I, I, I said that Jesus, we see Jesus with his disciples going to a place together, but on getting there, he told them to sit at the spot. That spot is outer court. Why he goes further in order to execute divine destiny. But on the other hand, he decided to take three of them further. That's, we see this in verse 37 with him into a more exclusive inner chamber due to what he must have perceived of them about God's dealing on them. I said that in this place, in a court, where he took Peter and James and John, we see Jesus showcasing his emotions with them, thinking they would understand, but he was disappointed. I'm talking about burden bearers. I'm saying this as kingdom. It's not everybody that we can, as burden bearers, something we must know, it's not everybody, every believer that we can share our burdens with. Not personal burdens. Do you get whenever God is laying a burden on your heart, you must be careful because we are not all operating from the same place yet. And there's somebody that if God gives you and you share it with some people, they won't understand, and it's not their fault. So we must be careful of how of who we share our burdens with. So we see it here that Jesus now went further and shared his burden with Peter, John, and James. You understand, but um, okay, so I said, but he was disappointed. I said, being vulnerable with them wasn't out of order. So, being a burden bearer, when you will try to unravel, share our burden with some people that we feel that okay, these people understand, he said that is not out of order, really, it's not out of order because of his perception about them. Is that is for them to have come with him this far, then there should be a level of burden bearers burden bearing deposited on them. So Jesus opened up his emotions to them. But what really happened is, the question is when Jesus opened up his emotions to them that, oh, I'm really sorrowful. We can see this in verse 40. Let me see, I don't want to. Uh, okay, yes, but 38, he said, then he said unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful. Jesus is sharing his burden, even unto death. Tarry ye and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is be possible, let this call pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou, as thou will it. So Jesus opened up his emotions to them, but what will happen next? Was it worth it in the long run with, with what happened next? So the question is, what happened when Jesus, I'm just trying to give us an example of, when Jesus opened up, shared his body and you stand with his disciples at a time that is very, very sensitive. What happened next? And in the long run, was it worth it? What happened next again is that, okay, what happened? So that thing that happened, okay, if it's positive, if it's negative, in the long run, is it worth it? Or is not something that he should have done? So in verse 39, it said, Jesus went a little further, the oldest of all is talked to his father, 
there's something I learned here in this verse 39, Alberton Vegas. When Jesus got to this point, I see that Jesus talked with the Father three times and there was no response from him. And what the Lord was telling me that even in the holies of holies, sometimes there are two things. We can talk to the Father and we can talk with the Father. When we talk to the Father, he listens, he hears, but there may not be response from him. Because one thing about the holies of holies is that we expect that when we get to this point, when we engage, we are engaging with God directly. I'm telling you, like the holies of holies, is the point where with the holies feel like you can feel, you can sense it. And this is like a cruise mood in prayer. Sometimes you get to a point, you just feel like as you're praying, you've got to a height where there's this part where you just, there's a flow from you and the Holy Spirit and God. That's what I'm trying to say. But there are two things there that I noticed that is that you talk to the Father, you're talking with Him. When we talk to Him, He might not respond back with His hearing at that point. But when we talk with Him, this is the point where the Father engages us back. And in the course of Jesus, I've seen Him say this once. He said that when He wanted to raise Lazarus, He said, Thank you, Father, because I know you always hear me. I, I, I don't know, maybe you get that God, only, when we get to this point, God will respond, but the timing of his response might be different. So sometimes he will respond immediately. That's when you talk with him. But if he doesn't respond immediately, you talk to him. So I say, yeah, that I learned something that, yeah, about the oldest of oldest, something. You talk to the father or with the father. The difference is response of the, when we talk, the difference is response. When the father talks to you back, then you have talked with him. And if he doesn't talk to you back, you have talked to him. In both cases, in the oldest of oldest, he will definitely respond, but the timing makes the difference. And this is something that Odinberger should bear in mind. When we talk to the father, when we share something with him, he will respond. But the issue is timing. So we must bear this in mind. And as I'm saying that whenever a situation occurs and uh, we've we've reacted and we are now waiting to be on the side of the Holy Spirit to oh, okay, like, okay, I've said this of Father, but I don't know what do you have in store with me. I don't want to do things the way I feel. I, I don't want to proceed the way I feel. I'm looking for a response from you, how you want to handle the situation. You understand? Sometimes it will speak to us directly, immediately. Okay, this, this is it. And sometimes it will be quiet. And this is something that we must take note of. And so I said, another thing to take note of, when we share a burden with people, we should also go to the Father to share it with him, knowing that he's the only one who can sustain us when nobody does. We see this, that even when Jesus shared his burden with Peter, with Peter, James, and John, you stand, after that, he still went, the person, he went a little further and communicated with his father. So sometimes there's some situation that the burden will come to us from, and we just, we can't just hold it. Yes, we we'll find somebody, we spoke with them. And after that, don't stop there. Still go further and talk to the Lord about it. So I said, is it not, okay, yeah. So I said, the greater the burden, the more we cry to him. This is something that we must understand. The greater the burden, the more we should cry to him. And we see this in Luke 22, verse 44. 
said, I'm being in an agony. He prayed more earnestly. I don't know. It's burden that takes you to, to, to your names. So the more the burden is expected, that's something I'm the more the, the more you should pray, you should pray and try to get ventilation from him before you can proceed about whatever decision that you want to make. There. So uh, in verse 40, yes. So in verse 40. We see what happened between Jesus and disciples. And when he came unto the disciples and find them asleep. Now, this is somebody that shared a burden with Peter. Um, he took this theory. He expects a lot from them. And he opened up with them. Please say, just start with him. For just, he, he didn't say pray. Just, just be awake. Just need somebody around him. So he came back. He met them what? He met them asleep. And he said unto Peter, you know, it's funny. He met the disciples, three of them. But when he was now talking, he was talking, he was addressing Peter. I, I don't know. It's funny. It shows something again, like, I, even if two of them are sleeping, Peter, not you. I'm not expecting you to be, to sleep at this moment. You ought to, like, you are the leader. You are the one, you are this rock upon this rock. I said that I will build my church. So I expect you to have more understanding. Do we get it? so he came and saw his disciples and found them asleep and said unto Peter, What could you not watch with me for one hour? And if we read this in message, please, I will I will read it in message translation that we understand better. He said, when he came back to his disciples, he found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, can't you stick out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer. So you don't wander into temptation. See, what can't you stick out with me a single hour? We see Jesus expressing his emotion, his burden. At that point, can't you stick out with me? We see Jesus expressing his disappointment with the obvious. And that's why I say that it's possible that as burden bearers, the obvious will make us express emotion. Yes, we see Jesus in Jesus. We see Jesus to expressing this. He said, Jesus expressing his disappointment with the obvious. What was the obvious? They were sleeping and couldn't bear the burden of the hour with him, especially with Peter. And why is Peter an example of this? He said, like you, like you, okay, okay, like, okay, with Peter, he said, like you, they ought to be, like you, that ought to be the leader, yes. This Peter, I understand. You should know better after sharing my burdens with you. So sometimes we find out that even when we share with people that we feel that they should understand us, that are leaders, and they may disappoint us. They may fall out our hand. This can be so painful. You understand? We see Jesus responding. He was not happy with them. Knowing fully well, he said that uh, you should know better after sharing my burdens with you. Why was Jesus saying this? He said, knowing fully well that the enemy can, what the enemy can do with their negligence because of the time that they were in. 
now we see that Jesus was living by the Spirit. He knew the time that they were living in. That was why he was so annoyed with them. Like, can't you understand? Can't you be with me? It's not just about for me. It's that the time that we are in now, the enemy, the enemy, the devil can just, can make any one of you pray because of the times and hour that we are in. So sometimes as we are sharing our bodies, it's because we understand the spiritual implication of what might happen if this thing is not corrected. So I say, so what we see here is that they failed Jesus in a very crucial time when he became vulnerable with them. But this, but the, this, the question is, but did this mark the end of his journey with them? When this happened now, it's possible that at this point, Jesus can say that, oh, like, I don't think, I, I think I made the mistake of bringing you to the, for that. In fact, I don't think that it is, you, you guys are the right set of, people let me just terminate this journey with you people and quickly look for somebody else or find an, an alternative there's nothing that god can do but even at this point jesus did not make all these decisions there so i said what what did this mark i, I said but did this mark the end of their journey with them like like it should i said no why now it's crucial to know why even jesus even after opening up to them and correcting them, casting them about what they did wrong at this time. So why, 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 what happened next? We see what the reason in verse 41. In verse 41, he said it, I, I will read it in, in the message translation. He said that, he said, I can't you stick out with me a single hour, stay alert, be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you are in danger. There's a part of you that is eager. Now, I want us to know this part. There's a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God. Say, but there's another part that is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. In KJV, in verse 41, I will read it in KJV. He said that, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So in 41, he said, we see here is that Jesus didn't stop with the obvious that was associated with, that was associated with verse 40, but probed the spirit and found out the roots of the matter. Sometimes the, one of the reasons why we put the spirit is that we want to really find out the root of the matter, which is that the spirit is indeed willing. And this word is that the spirit is indeed willing. Said so meaning the spirit is willing to go extra miles with this one. This, this is one thing that understanding that God that even though they could not bear the body, even though they they, they, they failed you at the point like this, that you expected them to understand the, the burden of the hours, that this is not just about you. This is, this is about what about the kingdom. This is about the father. This is what, this is a crucial time that will determine what will happen to mankind. There's something, you say that the spirit is indeed willing, meaning the spirit is willing to go extra miles with this one. 
But the matter was that their state of flesh, which hasn't been strengthened, is the cause. And I said, the spirit is willing. That the spirit is that this one, yes, they might fail now, they might not understand the body now, but I'm still willing to go extra mile with them because the root cause is that what their state of flesh, which hasn't been strengthened, is the cause. And this is one thing that we should understand. The strengthening part is talking about it happened when on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit now came upon them. There's a strengthening sometimes that needs to occur for people to understand, to bear the burdens that God might lay on us. And if we don't understand this part, we will quickly make decisions. And those decisions will not be, we may have started with the spirit, like I said, but might end up with the flesh. So, so, so there's need for a strengthening that ought to occur in them. That does not occur. This is what the spirit of God could, could, could sense. And that's why the spirit was willing that this was, don't worry, I'm willing to grace your mind with them because uh, there's a work that still needs to be done in their life. It is when I've done this work that they will be able to understand the burdens. that they don't understand right now. So um, one thing he said, he said, tonight we will receive some strengthening for our infirmities by God's grace. That's one thing that God was saying that tonight that the Lord will strengthen us tonight because we need strengthening in some areas of our life to be able to understand some burdens that the Lord might be laying on us, that the Lord will be laying on us. So it, it, that, that was one thing he told me that he will be strengthening us of our infirmities tonight. So verse 44 and 42, I said that we see a change in Jesus' approach towards them in verse 43 and 44. Now, when Jesus now gained this understanding, we now see a different approach. Let's read that 44, 43 to 44. We'll see. Mm. Okay. 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 From 41, I say, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but his flesh is weak. That was 42. And I said, he went away again the second time and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if this cup may not pass, oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, that will be done. In 43, he said that he came and found them asleep. Again, what happened? See, for their eyes were heavy, and he left them and went again and prayed the whole time. This time around, he was he left the first time, he didn't leave them. But this time around, because he got to the point that oh, the spirit is weak, he left them. He left them. And he continued with the burden that was with him. This time around with the father. So there was a shift from focus from people that he expected them to understand the burden at the time. And 
focus on God. Why? Because he understood that is that they are not here where they ought to be. They've not received some strengthening. So he left them to be and he went ahead and focused on God. And we see that the decision that he made later on paid off because it is the same people that took the gospel of Christ upon them like he would have done it, like he, like, like he did it during his time after they received the strengthening of the So he didn't he didn't push them all away when he got the understanding, when the Holy Spirit gave him the understanding that the reason why they could not be this body is because of this. So we see that a different approach happened. He came and he went again. He left them. So I say, uh, we see a change in Jesus' approach towards them in verse 43 to 44 after gaining much insight of their current predicaments. So keynote, I say, if God started, if we started with God as Jesus did with the disciples, let's make efforts to end it with God also and not allow our emotions or what or that which is obvious to rule us or to becloud us because this is a possibility that happens. Understand? If we started with God as Jesus did with the disciples, we saw that these people that Jesus was relating with, that even when he was choosing them, it was as he was led by the Spirit of God. So even when he got to a stage that, 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 that they failed him, when he needed them the most, do we get, yes, at first, he first reacted, but later he, he made adjustment when he had understanding. So it's imperative that that for us to be burden bearers too, we must even do, we can't just be body bearers and share burden with anybody. No, let it be people that God is leading you. Let it be people that God leads you to. Know how to address the issue. So if we started with God as Jesus did with disciples, let's make effort to end it with God also and not allow our emotions and feelings to rule over us. So, so, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, okay. So, I think I, I will stop there. I will stop there. So anybody else can just enlighten us more. But Leo. Please, anyone else, anyone wants to thank you so much, Emmanuel, for that uh, very um very profound uh, word which it, um, it has blessed me so much so thank you so much and we thank god please anyone wants to share um any insight or just okay yes solomon Good evening, everyone. 
Well, we thank God for what Brother Manuel has um, said so far. There's so much, there's so much have been said. I picked a lot of things from that too. Just to to add um, from what is said, I will take. Um, the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians, where we we started from. He said, "I will read uh, King James." He said, "Verse two, okay, verse one said, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such and one in the spirit of meekness, constrain thyself." lest thou also be tempted. Then bear ye one another's body and so fulfill the law of Christ. Okay. Now, uh, I don't, I just want to hammer, I won't be explaining so much. Manuel has said so much. So I'll just take the point here. When like today, um, a lot of people, we see a lot of people living, let me use the word from the scriptures here, fault. We saw a lot of people overtaken by a fault. The fault might be in their attitude. This brother is nice, but his temper is like this. This sister is nice, but her temper is that. Um, this, this person is like this, but he has this issue. This person is like that. This person has this issue as a Christian. So when we notice that comma in their life, we 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 shouldn't think highly of ourselves that oh, we expect this person to be like this, but the person is why is this person demonstrating this? We shouldn't we shouldn't fault them on their fault. We shouldn't their weaknesses. Let me use the word. We shouldn't, um, we shouldn't use their weaknesses to discuss or use their weaknesses to look down on them and look at ourselves as um, more holier or more spiritual. So he's saying if you do that, you should be careful so that you yourself don't fall a victim of such. So what we do, like I was sharing my brother, um, Leonel, sometimes ago, about me learning by the spirit to pray for people rather than judge them. You know, I'm somebody that I'll just look at this one. I just know this one is not Bonnie Jane. Look at the way she's dressed. Look at the colors of the eyelashes or the look at the nails painted with the colors of the country. You know, stuff like that. You just know this person is off. But when I grew to a point, what I do is, instead of judging them, I just say, Lord, please, the grace that saved me, multiply it a thousand times for this person so that they will find you. You know, I, I, uh, how do I do it? I counter that judgment with a prayer because I know I was saved by grace. 
So this grace should be extended to these people. I would have been worse than this person if not for grace. So we should have the attitude of not, okay, somebody maybe committed a particular sin, a pastor did something terrible, and people are talking about it. We shouldn't join them to say such as well. Yes, the person did what is not right, but we should rather pray, go to the Lord in prayer for that person so that the person will get back on their feet. Because many people, the devil has taken advantage of that little fault. And because of the reaction of the Christian community, you see these people going back into the world and even becoming worse than, you know, um, what they or how they started from. Many will just be separated from the brethren and became, becomes a prey to the enemy. Now, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, was pointing us to the fact that the Lord bore our body, our grief, our sorrow, brought upon him. And if we want to be like Christ, we should carry each other's problem. How do we do that? We can't solve anybody's problem. We only do is to take them to God in prayer and bring that forth. Lord, look at brother this, please help him. Look at brother that, please help him. Now, it is body in that we can, because where the scripture is talking about from Galatians, I'm not talking about burden of poverty, burden of um, probably sickness, burden of um, joblessness or whatever. What we're saying here, categorically, I would love to stick to these scriptures, is a fault as in sin. That's why I call it a fault, as in sin. The person did something that is not supposed to be or expected of a Christian. Uh, we should not just um, rebuke. We are rebuking the person. We should rebuke the person in love, and we should rebuke the person prayerfully. That's what the scripture is saying. We shouldn't go about trying to feel better than them or feel highly than them, because we might also happen to us if not for grace. I think that's what that is saying. Then the book of Matthew, um, where. We were talking about the Lord going, adding an issue and called some his disciples to wait with him, to join him in prayers. And they couldn't because they were weak in the spirit. Their flesh overtook them. Yes, it's happened. But because some people may not feel the burden you carry doesn't really make you to not to carry gas. Despite the fact that they, they failed the Lord in not joining him. He didn't still change the sacrifices he wanted to do for them. So we have to play our role irrespective of what people think because they refuse to wait with us. They refuse to fast with us. They refuse to join us in prayer for a particular issue. Doesn't mean we shouldn't pray for them when they have such or when they call us to do so and we have the ability. So... And again, before I leave you guys, when they say the word love, I want to say this to us that you don't love in isolation. No, there must be something. So love has to do with two people. And love is not by words. Love is in action, period. I love you. No, love is not in words. Love is in action. That's just it. If you claim to love somebody is your action will say it not your words your word is your word without your action means nothing we saw the love of jesus christ compelling him through going through the cross suffering the loss, pitying piercing 
And at the end of the day, hammered on the cross, nailed with robbers and all that. Yeah. So it has to do with two people, the Lord Jesus Christ and the world, you and the next person, the brother, you and that sister. It's about sacrifice, genuine sacrifice. So love has to do with people, not you. Love is not about you. It's about others. It's about others. In fact, sometimes you stress yourself, you, you punish yourself so that those people will be all right. That's love that Jesus is talking about. I think that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you so much, Solomon, for sharing that. Um, anyone else wants to share something? Good evening, everybody. Yes, um, I just wanted to add to what Solomon just said um, about love and um, I just wanted to say, I'm guessing we already know this, but love is definitely not a feeling. It's a choice. It's a commitment. And love is not about how people treat you because I feel like many times people have this, I don't know, this um, perception of love. I, I, I don't know, but that's not really the ideal version of love the one that we get from god our father you know um because it's not about how the other person treats you because now it's like when people are like oh love they're basically still saying yeah the other person should treat you right if they don't treat you right you too you know just fashion them you know and whatnot but love is not about how um the other person or the other people treat you it's all it's about you it's about that decision of me to show up irregardless of um the other person's performance or the other party's performance it's about what you do so i just wanted to put that out there so yeah thank you Thank you, Esther. Yeah, thank you, Esther. That's, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyone else? Okay. Um. Yes, go on. Okay. Um, doesn't get to something about the Galatians 6, 1 to 3. Like when I read it in my room, I was reminded of the situation I've been in in the past, and that situation set some things in motion for me. And one of the things that really stood out to me, I didn't even know that there was such Nervous. I think I read the research in the past. Anyway, so um, one of the things that stood out to me was um, the part where it says that 
we should um, then we give them some bread and give them hands without taking any trespass. You who are spiritual, you start such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Consider yourself, least you also be tempted. Yes, what stood out for me here was that even before you try to take on the bodies of another person of your neighbor, it's best to pray about it and be sure that God is leading you to open yourself, to take upon yourself that burden. Because, yes, we may know that, okay, we have been, my work with God has been really good this time, okay. I'm more spiritual now. I'm working more in the spirit. I think for God to seven. I think the Bible said that we should take heed, listen So that's why no matter, I believe that even working in the spirit should let us know that that's more reason why we need to even seek God before we just take from the bodies of others. Because it says, consider yourself, listen to also be thinking. There are some things that, in my own case, um, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. I was working with God and everything was fine according to my own terms. I couldn't tell I said, but I was okay with God. And then this person came with the boarding, you know, and I advising from what this person this person body that is sharing with me was annoyingly teaching me things that I never knew before and finally became the curiosity and I didn't even take note of this until later 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 when the damage was done and I realized that oh and then because of that to cut off the link of the of the work that I did not send me directly to my own head. So when I realized that I was not, I didn't have the capability to be a burden bearer to that person. And yes, what the person is actually going through, the person actually needed support and so on. So yeah, the person out and together. I mean, I was thinking of on me, what, and it was a lesson that I learned then, and I've taken since then. I don't just allow anybody share things with me without checking my spirit if I'm capable of helping this person or in a position where I can help this person to bear this burden. So, yes, that's like one thing that really starts me about seeking God's face, seeking. God's um, counsel before you take on the burden of another person so that you yourself may be tempted. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, for me, um, when um, I mean, the whole 
the whole the whole world like i said blessed me earlier um and then you really begin to look at um this helps you to really pause before you act you know before you respond to situations to really ask like Manu said might be you might be right you might be in the spirit but then respond in the flesh so so it's it's really a um it's really for us to always check okay this thing i'm doing is in line with you to ask because even that your action or that your response might be it might be correct in the sense like looking at it that's that's the right response but at that particular point in time is what is the spirit saying spirit might tell you to do otherwise or to do this or that you know and that's what will produce life because as we know sowing into the spirit is what produces life and peace and fulfills the law of christ and um the last thing for me was also when solomon spoke about um sharing each other's burdens or oh these people cannot partake in what scripture came to mind or one story came to mind it was david i think it's it's in first samuel chapter 30 i don't know if we know that story where um the i think it, i don't know if it was the amalekites or so they came they captured when david and his men were away they captured came and captured their wives and their children and then you know they came back and they heard about it and they were discouraged and bible says that david encouraged himself in the lord and you know asked the lord should i go should i go and the lord said go you would overtake and you would you know uh, recover and then he went and then halfway some men were weary they were tired you know um let me just quickly go to it and just um, read a part. So it got to a point where some some of them were tired. So those ones had to, you know, um, I can't remember if they went back or they stayed there and the rest that went and, you know, conquered and recovered all, you know, um, their families their wives and their children and even took a lot of spoils from the enemy and when they came back i'm reading from now verse 21 that's first samuel chapter 30 from verse 21 okay let me read from verse 20 it says then david took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other livestock and said this is david's spoil 21 now david came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also had made to stay at the brook Bezel. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. 
And when David came near the people, he greeted them. 22 now says, then all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except for every man's wife and children, that they may lead them away and depart. But 23 now says, but David said, my brethren, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us, who has preserved us and delivered into our hand the troop that came against us. So you see from this story that David responded, I would say he responded in the spirit because, I mean, those men can be justified to say, well, they didn't go to the battle with us, they didn't fight with us, so what claim did they have to any spoil that were? But David now said something that it is not so. We should not act in that way for we should you know, share with them what the Lord has given to us because he's the one that preserved us. So, which reminds me of what Solomon said as well when he said the prayer, the grace that you also gave me, also give to them because we're giving, God gives us a lot of things or a lot of things through his grace so that we can share to others or share with others or share other people's burdens the way the Lord is sharing our burdens. He's still sharing our burdens, even, you know, interceding. And it is through his faith in us that strengthens us, even we who are his, you know, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's what that's one story that came to mind when it just shows that um, how we also, it just shows love, to be honest, you know, and so that one is not puffed up or one doesn't feel, you know, higher than another or better than another because all is by the grace of God. So, yeah, Toy, please shoot. Um, okay, I just wanted to um, talk about something that was laid in my heart when I read the part of Jesus going when he was praying. That's the first time I noticed that Jesus actually went back three times to pray this. Hello, sorry, I can't hear you again. No. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So, like, it's Sarah's first time I noticed that Jesus actually went back to pray the same prayer. And one thing that was laid in my heart was whatever God puts in our hands, no matter how difficult it may be, no matter how just stressful it may be, we should go to the feet of God to 
to gather strength from him. Because it's not say the first time that he said it. He couldn't have just he could have just said it that first time again. Um stop there. But because even after still saying that prayer first time that but the Lord will be done. If this cup can pass around, but the will will be done. I was still feeling down. I was still feeling just really sad and weary. And that is why I just kept at it till. Um, I believe that he kept at it till he had peace. So just remember that there is nothing wrong with you. Just praying about it until you have kids because God is the one that will give you the strength. It was that prayer that actually gave him the strength to be able to go on and do the will of God. So by ourselves, we can't do anything and God is always there to listen to us and to strengthen us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. That's a valid point. You know, to keep um, to keep going back to him, to keep going back until we find ventilation, and we find strength, and we find the grace or, or peace that which is needed. As he said, we should come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain grace and mercy for in times of need. For in times of need, because at this point in time, there is a great need, you know. So continue to go to him, continue. Everything. That's why when you realize this, you cannot, even when your flesh is, um, even when your flesh is unwilling, you know that you cannot you cannot do anything except you receive from him. So even that knowledge of my flesh being weak to do it is what pushes me, what would push me deeper and deeper into him until I find ventilation because I've come to understand that I cannot find it anywhere else. But yeah, Esther. Thank you. Um, I don't have a contribution. I have a question. Um, I don't know if this stuff has happened to anyone else here, but maybe you see someone and the person is, like I said, a brother or sister in Christ, person is doing some pleasant things and you are actually I don't know, that's what I'm saying. I could be wrong. I, just, I want to ask and get other people's opinion, but you're actually told to leave it alone. Like, don't confront the person. Don't tell the person anything. Just pray for the person. Has that ever happened to anybody? Like, because that happened to me before. I don't know if... Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because since, since the Bible here was saying that, you know, 
you correct them themselves like me that you know I've had situations where it's like I want to personally correct like just pray for them I just want to be sure you know if that's a thing yeah thank you that's why I said that or it's been said that you know it's always good to just check you know always to know how do I respond to them like you said is the right thing in to correct this person so this thing you're doing is wrong stop it you know mm. but at that particular point in time the spirit might be saying something else might be saying leave it yeah. wait you know or you're like you know what since this person doesn't want to do it you know what maybe so you told somebody to do something Mm. And they are delaying, you know, they are, you know, yeah, they're just delaying, they don't want to do it, but they want to do it at the want to do it, not at the time that it should be done. So maybe you're getting upset or that kind of thing, and you're like, you know what, if this person doesn't want to do it, so you are you are you're speaking like that, you know. Mm. Let me just you know, and then with that with that of emotion, with that kind of thing in your heart, maybe you want to do it. I mean, that's yeah. like, this is not serious. Let me just go and do it myself. Yeah. You see, now you do things well, do it yourself. You know? yeah. <laughs> but at that point in time, I just, let me check. I said, Lord, what do you do? Just wait. Oh. Like, give the person a little bit of grace. So I just waited. And not too long, the person came and did. So, and I looked at it. He humbled me a bit in the sense that um, I would have used that emotion to mm-hmm. and be like, then, even though it's been done, I would that mindset, or I would you know, carry that whatever that thing is in my heart towards the, you know. Mm. But little check, I just said, let me check. And what I had in my spirit was wait, give the person a little grace. Mm. And it just how, how also God gives us grace. Immediately. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> For whatever reason, he's patient. You know, so everything that he has done first for us, you know, because that's what will draw strength that he has first done it. Just like he says, we should love, but we love because first. Loved us.
Um, so I guess everyone has peace. Do you have anything you want to share? Yeah, that's good. Sir. Okay, he's gone. From what everybody has said so far, it's really blessed me a lot. Like, you know, the, from the place, what I saw there is serving in humanity. Like, from the verse one, where I said, um, So from the Matthew 26, that Manuel spoke about, the, the place that Jesus Christ prayed and the disciples were asleep. Jesus Christ was actually, he, he later became weak also because he was half humble. I believe when he get, regained his strength more was the when the angels strengthened him. So just like this Galatians and um, six two, where we should bear one another's burden. So I believe that when the angels strengthened Jesus Christ, that was when he he didn't lose hope because he knows that by doing that is to fulfill the law of Christ as what God wanted him to do on earth. So like we should bear one another's body. Another scripture that jumped at me was um, Philippians 2 from verse 3 to 8 where we should, should um, be in one mind love one another. And I, I've forgotten how it is but because of where I am I cannot read in all of them. So that we should love one another. We should not um, that we should not love with selfish ambition and all that, like just as Christ. Like if you read it, I believe everything from that verse corresponds to that also. So that we should not judge one another and all that we should help be of help to one another. So from um, I don't know if I'm making sense, but that's what I have I got to see. That Philippians two three two. It's uh, because of where I am, I cannot just put it in a Like, so even the one that said, um, we should be careful not to be tempted with the same thing that we are correcting someone to. Sometimes we might just fall because of those things. Like, we are correcting someone we should be disciplined ourselves. Self-control matters a lot also because we can be correcting someone and 
at the same time we fall into that same mistake again if you're not careful. So that's what I have to say. Thank you very much for sharing with, with uh, humility. Gentleness is is closely related to humility. So you're very correct. Um, thank you once again. Um. So with all that has been said, you know, first things first, just to um, point out like points. First is to live in the spirit or to be led by the spirit. You know, second thing is to, because that's the way we can be able to restore you know, that or restore the one who has been overtaken by fault. And at the same time, also watch ourselves that we do not also fall into the same temptation or even a fault. Second thing is to bear our burdens or bear each other's burdens, you know, um, which by doing this, we should also do it with gentleness and by doing this we fulfill the law of christ which is love Emmanuel said love the lord um, your god with all your heart with all your strength with all because we realize that we cannot do it by ourselves so that knowledge also draws us deeper into god to find the strength as you're finding your strength, you're becoming one with him. You're loving him because you know, apart from him, you can do nothing. And it's that union that is able to help us or able to help us to, you know, um, restore with gentleness and not in the flesh. Um, another point is um, to also be watchful ourselves that we do not think ourselves higher than another person and all these points i'm making are also prayer points that we'll pray now and also um because all this is for god to 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 carry burdens it requires quickening of the spirit and for the spirit to enlarge our capacity if not, we'll not be able to carry burdens because to carry burdens is, is to truly love. Because you realize to love is to give. And when you give, it costs you something. As you, as you intercede, you are giving your time, you're giving your strength, you're giving, you know, you're giving whatever, your strength, your time, um, so it's part of love. Um, so we'll pray that prayer, but we'll start with um, just thanking God for his word. So let's pray for the word that we have.
you know hello good read that hello okay can you hear me yeah okay please um just quickly about the prayers because i'm on the road so just going up so i'm not there's some things that the lord laid in my heart and i need to just quickly address them um sorry so uh, one of it that is very key is that he told me that like childhood trauma so i don't know so if anyone has childhood trauma one time or the other so the lord said that i should tell the person that it is okay now that was the exact word that he said it is okay now that he will heal you of it so whoever among us that has childhood trauma so god is saying that okay now Parts that he said. So please, I'll be free with my put that into consideration too. Uh, and the Lord said that he like he that we should ask him for divine restoration. You know what that means? That divine restoration, whether of sight or anything, we might be trusting God for. Second thing, and lastly, that just uh, pray for our leaders. Our leaders, the church, understand that the Lord is strengthening our leaders and our church once again with might from above. Understand? So many have started well, but their ending is at risk. Understand? So let's pray. Let's pray for God to strengthen, like said, like the angel even had to strengthen Jesus and the same thing that let us call for the disciples to get this strengthening. That needs to be done. And so, in every area for our leaders, just for them to. These are the three things I just want to also have in mind as you pray. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So healing. What he said, healing. Um, restoration. And then um, praying for our leaders, you know, leaders in the church, for God to strengthen and um, for God to sustain them to the end. But like I said, we always start, let's just pray. Thank God for, first of all, just thank God for the word that we've heard this evening. You know, as we always pray that each time we gather like this, that we will not live here the same way that we came, that we will live, you know, with his, with his blessings, with his light, with his understanding, with all that he has in store for us. So let's just begin to thank, thank God for the word. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word that we've heard. Thank you for your word that has penetrated our hearts, for your light that has shone in our hearts this evening. Thank you for blessing us with that wonderful word. Thank you for your word brings light and understanding to the simple. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. 
for taking absolute control. Thank you for the speaker, for the vessel you use. Thank you for everyone who whose vessel you also use to, to speak to each and every one of us. Thank you. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you that this word we've heard, that it will be, we'll bury it in the midst of our hearts in the name of Jesus, that they will, it will not depart from our eyes, from our eyes in the name of Jesus, that we'll hide it in the midst of our hearts and it will continue to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path in the name of Jesus going forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Even as we pray, let's just pray that the Lord will continue to help us to live in the spirit and not in the flesh, to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. That is to be led by him in everything that we do, in our words, in our actions, that we live in the spirit. For as the scripture says, if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. It will always lead to life. It will always lead to life and peace. Father, Lord, we ask that you help us to walk in the spirit at all times. In the name of Jesus. And in every situation, we would seek your face, would ask you, we would seek your, your, your counsel. And through your word, you will, you will bestow us with your wisdom, to walk in your wisdom. In the name of Jesus. That your spirit will guide us, will guide us in everything that we do, will guide us in our words, will guide us in our actions, in our desires, even in our thoughts, in our hearts, in our intentions, in our motives. In the name of Jesus. That all that is needed for us to walk, to respond, to speak in the spirit, to respond in the spirit, to walk in the spirit, that the spirit will equip us within the name of Jesus. Using this opportunity, in this time, let's also pray for that healing, that healing, whoever it is that um, Emmanuel was talking about, that the Lord has brought healing. Yes, some things, sometimes the way we, the way we respond to things is probably the way we grew up or the way, you know, just different things, but that the Lord has brought healing. The Lord has brought healing in the name of Jesus. The Lord has brought healing 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Healing of the heart, healing of the mind, healing of the soul. So that the enemy will not exploit, preventing Satan from exploiting any part of us for to reap a harvest unto the flesh in the name of Jesus. That your light will shine upon every heart in the name of Jesus. Even as the Lord has brought healing, let us pray for restoration <clears throat> for anything that has been lost. Mm. Whether it's, you know, sometimes we look back and say, ah, I used to be this, I used to be that. Maybe due to different things. Sometimes it might be due to disobedience. Sometimes it might be due to just, you know, forgetting what the Lord has said. Things the enemy has, you know, stolen or whatever it is that, you know, has ceased. We pray, oh God, we pray for restoration, restoration of sight, restoration of our hearing, restoration of our walk with you, restoration of everything that has been lost in the name of Jesus. Restoration in our souls, restoration spiritually, restoration physically. In the name of Jesus, repo bos kavane, nem piekete keleke tush kavalati, rapa baba baleta, nta kwanta sibre kumenai kufe, rete jebre de de de, ninka piantos koveti, membre kete kush kava, ina nanka siade na suvrante, reke sebre. Oh Lord, we ask that you restore, that you restore. In the name of Jesus, Shagayaga Bali Sumena Kayeko Peledina, Ila Papuasi Prasavalante. Is it our prayer time? Is it our one on one time with you? Is it that koinonia with you? Is it that fellowship with your spirit? Is it those burdens that you put in us? We ask that you restore in the name of Jesus. Is it hearing your voice? Restore, oh God. By your mercy, O living God, Shanda Banyanante, Nempreke Sobre, is it that hunger? Restore. Is it that desire? Restore. Shanda Bariakote, Rekeke Sebreke Subra. Whatever it is, we ask, oh God, by your mercy, that you restore in the name of Jesus. Shanda Banyanange, Nebrese Kupa, Nishkavare. 
Is it that love we ask that you restore love for you and love for others? Shabababarakade, Raku Sadena Kutwate, Ntapiete Keshebredo, Nenkesibris Ufaradina, Kopelia Sinda Kashkeveletwa, Shabababababa, for we can do nothing without you. Apart from you, we can do nothing. So we cry out to you, God, restore unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's also pray that the Lord will increase our capacity. Yes, capacity. That whatever he is, he's laying on each person's heart, whatever burden, because it is burdens that cause us to, 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 to share, to fellowship with the Lord, to do that which he wants us to do. If there's no burden, we won't feel, we'll feel the desire, even the responsibility to care, to love others, even beyond the human kind of love, to go beyond that. If there are no burdens, we will not, there won't be the desire to press into God. So, Lord, we ask that you increase our capacity, as it was said of the disciples, that their spirits were willing, but their, fle- but their flesh were weak. Father, oh God, even as our spirit is willing, we ask that you quicken our flesh, quicken our mortal bodies. It was as if if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he is able to quicken your mortal bodies. We ask that you quicken our mortal bodies in the name of Jesus. Strengthen and enlarge our capacity. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. That anywhere that our vessels are leaking, that causes a leakage, let that place be closed in the name of Jesus so that we are able to carry that which you want us to carry. So that we're able that when it's time for us to restore, when it's time for us to restore others, Shamba de Kopale, overtaken by a fault, that we are able to share that burden, we are able to carry that burden. Shagwata Lembo, Ninko Sofreteski Varabambe, Mentekishka Varatebe Toku, and to do it as led by you to do it with gentleness so that we we were able to fulfill the law, we're able to 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 
accomplish the law of Christ in the name of Jesus. That there might be things that the Lord... Mm, mm, it's funny because today I even watched the sermon on... I just remember I watched the sermon on intercession. That if you really... Mm, if you really want to be uh, 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 effective in prayer, it is through the door of intercession. Because at that point, we begin to pray God's prayers. And because you begin to pray God's prayers, God will begin to raise others to pray, your, to carry your own burdens. Because you have decided to carry the burdens, to share the burden with the Lord, to share the burdens of others. There might be things the Lord has been laying in your heart, but ah, that time is waking us up. That time is saying, okay, begin to pray. We have our bodies are weak. Oh Lord, we ask that you quicken our mortal bodies in the name of Jesus. Quicken us, oh God. Even in the times when we are weak, help us to remember that you are there. That is not by our strength, for it is not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. For it is the spirit that quickens us. It is the spirit that helps our infirmities. That even if when we don't know what to pray for, the spirit makes intercession for us. Just as Jesus did not give up the first time, he went in the second time and sought strength. He didn't stop there. He went in the third time until he was strengthened to go forward to do that which God wanted him to do. That we also will not give up. Knowing that there is strength in the Lord. Knowing that there is strength in God by his spirit. And even our prayers, as God is bringing people into your, into your spirit, into your mind to pray for, that you'll be strengthened to pray, to pray, to pray. In all, looking beyond self, man has Man secretebresco, impragagayetwa, ayentoko shavradada, rataski brando, in the name of Jesus. Shebetwatepe la swati kupaliatebe. Let's also pray um, for, for leaders in the church. Mm. Genuine believers, genuine leaders. Rakopa sabreko fetiske velambraskove. Because this journey, hmm, 
is not is not the race is not to the swift the battle is not to the strong it is of god that showeth mercy it is only by the grace of god that one is able to even start well and even continue well and even finish well so let us pray lord we pray for if there's anyone coming to mind you can call the person's name Shada Koto Sabre, they're using them as a point of contact. Mambrete Susko Falia Tepeles Kufande, Shabia Tekete Kupala Katipela Subreke Subrete Kelikatua, Nenke Sebre, because the enemy has set traps everywhere. Rabane, Ikwateko, even in this journey, Shanda Katiko, the burden is great. That's why we need to share it with one another. We need to share it abroad so that we are we all carry together shanta kapia kompes kipambos kovrete sibrakadina sovrete the the road is not easy the 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 work to be done is 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 not an easy one therefore we need one another shabia toskovre so lord we pray for leaders that you will strengthen them manka sevre sovre sometimes many are weary Aquashabratate. And at that point, many times you can't share, they can't share their burdens with many people. They can only share it with a few. Let us pray that, that even at those times they will find strength in the Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for your servants. We pray for your for your for your servants, oh God, that you are using, that they will not burn out, that even as they are weary, that you will strengthen them in the name of Jesus. You will strengthen them, you will continue to equip them, you will keep them and sustain them even to the end in the name of Jesus. That they will finish strong. They will finish well in the name of Jesus, that you will deliver them from every snare of the fowler, every noisome pestilence, every trap of Satan, manta sebreketola, that they will not veer off the way in the name of Jesus. Shabunana kayeto, ekayeto pala, nenke sebiete, epepia kwatela, swadela that you will hold them in your arms. Those who are feared of, Lord, we pray for your mercy. We pray for your mercy that you will you will bring them off that wrong road or off that road of error and you bring them back into the right path in the name of Jesus. We pray and ask for mercy. Even for the body of Christ. Oh Lord, my God, we pray, oh God, that you will direct your body. You will continue to cleanse and purify and direct your church. In any way that we have missed it, that you will bring us back to that path that pathway that leads to life, that leads to eternal life, that leads to you, O Father, in the name of Jesus. Shabuna Calebra, that we'll see the light again. We'll see your light again. Ratos Cabrento, 
that will not be lost in the woods anymore. That will find a way out of the wilderness, out of the woods, out of the bushes, in the name of Jesus. That you uphold your pride with your righteous right hand. In the name of Jesus, look upon us with mercy, O God, individually, collectively. In the name of Jesus, those who are injured, that you would restore, you would heal and restore. In the name of Jesus, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Makakaya kakakaya, lakakaya kakatuma, ekatuma nakapela do, raposo feteshke velebradi, mempia tatila kuatela, lepreke gesebre, radona kashebe tuatekwa, nanka sebre kesebre de, radiendu God. We ask and pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, man precious cover that we 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 pray for one another that your church walks in love and in the spirit in the name of Jesus that every 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 blindfold of the enemy every veil of Satan be brought down, be shredded to pieces in the name of Jesus, every infrastructure of darkness to blind your church, to hinder your church, to derail your church. We come against it in the name of Jesus, that it be struck down and it be destroyed from its root in the name of Jesus. But your church shall prevail in the name of Jesus. Nanka sabre, reko sabre, latwa kakayetu palasim brekede, that at the end of God, your name be glorified, your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Shaba baba yaka palatoma nakayeko bele, letwa kaswade la sote, ensote pepiakumpa sabre, rekeke sebrekete, repa suprakate, manta sibrana, alipwa kaka. Non Thank you, Jesus. 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 But that which you are doing now, that which you are doing now, that which you have done, Roscovrata Talena, that the enemy will not come even when white men are sleeping, the enemy will not be able to take away or steal that which you are doing or that which you have done or hijack it in the name of Jesus. Rabo Sofrete. That which you have done in this meeting, Rapo will not just last for one day or for one night, 
or for two months or for three months, but will last, will last, will take us, will take us even forever in the name of Jesus, that will only be, will only continue to build on, upon it in the name of Jesus and will bear fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. Rabuna karipu sambabianakate. Letwa katatwate, shebe dege dege de, rapa papia kupa lasu zombe pieke shede breke de delebre, ranka sabra katekwa shabradadi, ranto sovetekwa. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Anyone have any Amen. Okay, I thought we had. Okay. Anyone? All right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can take as much. Yeah, I'm embarking on a journey tomorrow. Just want us to pray. The Lord will grant us safety and speed. We will finish the job we want to go and do uh, successfully. Let's just be brief. On this journey tomorrow, with everyone who would be on that journey, that the Lord will go before them, make every crooked path straight, every mountain and hill made low every valley exalted. And the Lord will go before them and make their, their way smooth in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will be with them. In safety shall they depart and in safety shall they arrive at their destination. In the name of Jesus. Yes, that the Lord will go with them. That which they, have, they are going to do. That the Lord will take absolute control. That his presence will be with them in the name of Jesus. That he will guide them. Yes, right from the point where they leave to the point where they get to their destination and even beyond everything they do. That the Lord will be with them in the name of Jesus. No harm shall come to them in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed or fashioned against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus upon them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. In safety shall they go and in safety, in your safety of God shall they return in the name of Jesus. In order they do that your light will be your light, they will see through your light, oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, God, for answer prayers. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank mm-hmm. you.